Hello, Syngap Land. Mike Raleigh here. It's episode 98 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. This week's really flown by for me because I spent Tuesday in LA. There's a bunch of travel headaches on either side of that because of weather, but I'm not going to bore you with those details. Monday, I was invited down to an a inaugural training by an organization called Faster Cures. Faster Cures is part of the health group of the Milken Institute. The Milken Institute is a fabulous private foundation that um, is spending a lot of money on a lot of important causes. And within that health and within that Faster Cures, which is focused on rare diseases. So the good people at Faster Cures spend time talking to a lot of different rare disease groups and, and trying to help them grow and advance. And they've really been focusing on groups bigger than us because as I talked about in a previous episode, we're more ultra rare, we're kind of small. But as we're growing and they're expanding, they've, they've started talking to us more too, which is really great. So I went to this training on Tuesday and the training was about a, a, a research partnership maturity model. And that's is kind of academic sounding, but really what it is, is they've worked with so many rare disease groups and they're starting to talk to so many other rare disease groups that they're starting to say, okay, we need a model. We, we, need to, we need a map of what everybody's doing that's the same. And we need to start saying, okay, where are you in this model? Where do you need to be? Because everyone's got a different direction, right? And part of the process of creating this model, you know, I think they started out thinking it was more like a journey, like a map. And it's actually more like a building a house. Like you need a blueprint, but then you build a house. And as you build houses, you know, you can focus on different parts of the house, the kitchen, the pool, the backyard, the upstairs, the downstairs, whatever. And occasionally different parts of the house need renovation, right? Okay, that's got to go. Let's start again. And and that just really resonated with me. I, I um, If you were with us at the conference in Nashville, right at the end of it, I didn't ask me anything with the, with the families. And I did a little talking right at the start of that. And I found myself saying, you know, we built this house. Talking about the, the people who started SRF, me and Ashley and the very early families. And I said, we built this house because we felt like this community needed a place to support each other. We built this house because we wanted a, we wanted a place for their community to grow and to look after the Syngapians. We built this house to accelerate the science, blah, blah, blah. But I kept saying we built this house and I was like, where am I getting this metaphor from? And then I walk into this training and there's there's this big old piece of paper in front of every chair and it's a it's a house. It's, a, it's, a, it's their research partnership maturity model. And there's three floors, like, you know, beginner, medium, advanced. And there's a foundation, strategy, readiness, inclusion, and then these wings, expertise, patience, money, relationships. And I was like, and, and I sat down and I read it and I was like, yeah, we did that, we did that, we did that. And I found myself circling most of the things on the first floor and I was reading the second floor and I was like, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea. And then the third floor, I was like, wow, when are we gonna get a third floor? And you can see, I got little stars next to the great supplies of this thing, little stars at all the things I thought we should do. And I'm really grateful for um, the opportunity to have gone to that because when we're in the trenches, right, when Lauren and I and the board and the volunteers are sitting here doing the work, we're like, oh yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Why haven't we done that yet? And it's nice to sit back and be like, okay, what is everyone else doing? And we're all going through the same thing. And then you see this model, you're like, okay, we're, we're actually not making this up. What we're doing makes sense. And it feels chaotic sometimes because we find ourselves thinking of a new strategy every year because the world changes so much every year. If you think about it, the pen announcement and different companies announcing, and there's so much that's changing in the world of Syngap, we're constantly revising our strategy. But then when the good people at Faster Cures have zoomed way out and looked at the biggest picture, 
it was it was really cool to have that. So I've shared this link in the show notes and I encourage anyone on the board, any of the volunteers, really much anyone, go read this thing and look at it and say, yeah, I think SRF's doing that. Oh, well, wait, why aren't we doing that? I want to help with that. It was a really cool model. And, you know, they also shared this quote by St. Francis Assisi. It's start doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible. And that really felt like the three floors of the house to me, right? Necessary, yep, here are the things you got to do on day one, it's obvious. Possible, here are the things you do when you got a team and a foundation. I'd say we have a, we are a solid second floor organization right now. And then the impossible, wow, wouldn't that be cool? That's where we're going, guys. And this sort of begs the question, like, why do we need a house, Mike? We just need to fund some science, get some cures. One of these companies is going to have a cure, then we're done. No, no, we're not done. We're actually never going to be done, right? Um, not because we're not going to have therapies and cures for our kids, but because this community is only going to grow and like our kids get more complicated, right? Right now, we already know there's different flavors of Syngap, protein truncating, misense, the CC3DELs, these little special subpopulation, etc. All of that is going to be doubled, when you have the untreated and the treated population and the treated late in life and treated early in life population, and blah, blah, blah. It's just going to get more complicated. And as I was sitting in this room, the, the, the people at Faster Cures got um, Prater Willie there and Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation there and Runks One and Multiple Sclerosis. There were a lot of, a lot of big kids in the room. And they were talking about, my organization is 20 years old. My organization is five years old. My organization is 50 years old. And I was sitting there being like, wow, because the guy from JDRF, he was cool, the CSO from JDRF, he's like, our organization is 50 years old. Like, I am a full-time scientist. I have 12 scientists who work with me. We just sponsored a huge number, million-dollar study to get our whatever approved for 65-year-olds. Like, that is the power of these organizations. And he's like, you know, our organization was, was founded by two moms at a kitchen table in Philadelphia. And I was like, how cool is that? How cool is it to think that in, in 5, 10, 20, 40 years, somebody might be like, yeah, there's some random dude named Mike. I have no idea who that was, but apparently him and his wife created this thing and here we are. But that's where this is going, right? We need there to be a, a Syngap Research Fund in decades from now so that there is somebody pounding the table, finding more patients, ensuring that all patients have access to therapies, making sure that, that optimal therapies are delivered, making sure that people are improving therapies. Like, like the issues that we're going to be thinking about in 20, 30 years are really different than the stuff we're struggling with today. But there are going to be issues. There are going to be kids with Syngap. And we're going to need an organization to advocate for and care for our kids. And I'll tell you, I see it right now. I see it right now. As we speak, there's people with an SRF who are helping other people with an SRF argue about IEPs and deal with school systems and help get doctors. It's crazy. And by the way, they're coming, it's 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 busy season, right? I, we're seeing a couple diagnoses a week right now. It, I cannot, I'm not exaggerating when I say that this community is growing so fast, it's, it's actually hard to believe. So anyway, that was Tuesday. And the takeaway for me is the research partnership maturity model is a very good piece of work by Faster Cures and I'm grateful to them for doing it. And I'd like the board and the volunteers to follow the link in the show notes. Go check it out. Look at the model. Read about the model. And tell me what you think. Because I, I think it's a great framework that we should start using for our strategy. Um, and there's a couple ideas in there that I want to talk about. One of them was... Uh, anyway, I don't have time for that right now. We'll talk about it on the board. I want to get through the rest of my notes here in episode 98. Um, I want to congratulate Peggy Pierce. 
She had a super cool article that came out today. Peggy is one of the Sprint for Syngap families and she knew a journalist in town and she got an article written about her. Amazing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. All press is good. Let people know about you and your family. Let them know about your events and let other families with special needs kids know, hey, there's this thing called a genetic diagnosis and it can be helpful. And, and generally when people do articles like that, the phone rings and some, some other parent somewhere in town says, hey, can we talk? So it's always good. I want to flag, we got a webinar coming up in about a month. Uh, Jillian McKee from CHOP is going to do one on the citizen data. Don't miss that. Speaking of citizen, we're currently 211 still. If you haven't signed up for citizen, sign up for citizen. And then I want to talk about three super cool events. In 36 days, in 36 days, we're going to have Sprint for Syngap, the third annual Sprint for Syngap. And let me tell you guys, it is impressive what these folks are achieving right now. We have uh, Phoebe's fight is still in first place for $28,000. Amazing, newly diagnosed Phoebe. Team Tavilla is waking up at $15,000. Look out, Phoebe. They generally, they generally just keep going. Team Rocco is at $9,896. And then Team MMA of um of of the recent article fame is at $1700. So that's amazing guys. These are these are big strong numbers and they are a big chunk of the 660,000 $60, we've already raised through Sprint for Syngap. And then there's a, a bunch of teams that have been set up and they're all below 1000, but guess what? Sprint for Syngap isn't even for 36 days. So the fact anyone's got any money is super exciting. Um Team Grayson, Allison, Team Naya, Teddy, Team Andrew, it's going to be his 25th first birthday. That's going to be amazing. Reef, Hope for Hadley, Team Kai, Team Sadie, Kilometers for Kylan, Team Patrick, Team Lizzie. All these teams have already started raising money. I cannot wait to see Sprint for Syngap this year. I'm so excited and um, thank you all for doing it. It's not too late to set up a team. And if there's someone having an event near you, go check it out. This fundraiser helps us fund important science. Uh, there's a bunch of proposals before the board right now. We're going to fund some of them. Events like this make it happen. The next event will be on June 10th in 79 days, and that's the Million Dollar Bike Ride. The Million Dollar Bike Ride, we've done it for a couple years now. Aaron Harding is the captain. Um, Singap parents, as well as their friends and researchers, get on bikes, ride lots of miles, and raise money for SRF, which goes through, uh, raise money for Singap Research, which goes through Penn. Awesome partnership there. We have a lot going on at Penn. If you're anywhere near Penn, go and ride a bike. If you can't ride a bike, just go and support the team. Go to the barbecue afterwards. It's amazing. And then not too early to note that in 252 days, we are going to have the Syngap Conference in Orlando. Um, we've signed with a hotel there, so we're going to have a booking link for you soon. We don't have it quite yet, but you can pre-register syngap.fun slash 2023conf and um, links in the show notes. And we will send you an email as soon as that hotel room is, is ready to go. November 30th and December 1st is the conference. It's in Orlando in December. There's going to be a lot of Syngap families there. Make a family trip out of it. Make a weekend out of it. It's just going to be epic. This morning, actually, I was on the phone with someone from um, Western Europe. And he was diagnosed a week or so ago. His, his kid was. And, you know, reached out to the group. And I, I got on the messenger with him. And we started chatting and this this dad was so ready for a diagnosis. Kid is about, you know, teenager. And he was like, what can I do? How can I help? I said, well, just read a bunch of stuff. Call me in two weeks when you have questions. Just, just absorb right now. But I said, put this on your calendar. I said, November 30th, December 1st, it's going to be a conference. It's going to be a lot of good people in one room. It's going to be a lot of science. You're going to want to be there. And he said, okay. 
He said, no, no, I have family in Orlando or in Florida or whatever, and, and we'll make a family trip out of it. And I was like, great. So you got to remember, we're going to have all the Americans converging in Orlando. A lot of the Latin Americans are going to come because it's Florida. And we have some Europeans already planning flights. Do not miss the Syngap Conference on November 30th and December 1st in Orlando. It's going to be great. We have a great hotel, lots of room, really excited to have this community together, to build more connections and to make a plan for how we're going to help our kids going forward. Last thought of the day, there's a ton of work to do, a lot of volunteer opportunities. If you want to be a part of SRF, you don't need to be a scientist. There's a tremendous amount of things that we can do together to build this house, to make the future better for Singapians. So if you've got any bandwidth at all, you know, four hours a week, like all I'm asking for, um, let us know and, and we'll, we'll find something great for you to do. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.